You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hey, hey, everybody. It's Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. I'm so thankful that you all are on this episode today. We are going to do a part one and a part two. And if you've clicked on this episode, you already know that the title of today's episode is Seven Ways Women Destroy Their Marriages. But take heart, women, because I know you're thinking, "Mm -hmm, men destroy their marriages too. I got you. I got you. That's why next week's episode is going to be seven ways men destroy their marriages. But before we get into this list of seven things, I want to catch up with you guys. I want to know how you've been. How's life been treating you? For me, I know I have been so busy. And, you know, I really don't even like to use the word busy because you can be a busybody but not be productive. So I feel like I've been very, very productive. I have a lot of travel and trips coming up over the next couple of months that I'm really excited about. And one of those trips is actually happening this week, depending on when you are listening to this podcast episode. I'm going to Orlando, Florida to speak at the PodFest 2022 conference. And I am going to be gathered together in person with about 1,500 other podcasters from all over the world. I have the privilege of presenting a talk on how to do interviews, and I am actually going to be a part of what's called the Sex Communicators Con. I mean, I don't know why anybody would think I'm a sex communicator. It's not like I talk about sex on this podcast or anything, but I'm actually really excited about that. And so, um, yeah, great things are happening in my life. And you guys, I love when I hear from you. If you are already on my email list, you know that we go back and forth via email and I respond to every single email that I get might take me a couple days, but I will respond to you. And I would love to hear how is life going for you. You can always shoot me an email at info at DanaShay.com. That's I-N-F-O at DanaShay.com. Just to say hello, just to kind of fill me in on what's going on in your life. And of course, if you need help in your marriage, you all know that I am your girl. So make sure that you reach out. Okay. All right, you guys. Well, I'm really excited about this episode. We've got a lot of ground to cover. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation. We're talking about seven ways that women destroy their marriages. All right, my friends. Of course, what I'm going to share with you is not an exhaustive list because we can destroy our marriages in a plethora of ways, probably hundreds of ways. So this list of seven is not an exhaustive list, but I think that these are going to be the top seven. And ladies, if you are listening to this and you disagree with any of these, then just ask your husbands or ask a male that you trust and he will tell you that I am right. So... (laughs) One of the things that really guides me in my own marriage and in the couples that I get the privilege to coach is really laying a foundation of truth. Now, I know that in our society and our culture, truth can be relative. People say things like, live your truth, celebrate your truth, speak your truth. And that's all well and fine. But at the end of the day, I believe that scripture, God's word, God's will gives us truth. 
One of those truths that I want to share with you today, and that's going to be kind of the basis for this podcast, is a scripture out of Proverbs 14, verse 1. And it says, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. And I don't know about you guys, but every time I read that scripture, it's like hashtag conviction, right? Because there are things that we do in our families and our marriages that we have good intentions for the most part. But there are things that we can do that really do tear down our homes, that tear down our husbands, that tear down our families. And if we're not careful, we will open our eyes and we will see that we are holding shards of what used to be. We are standing in the rubble of a home that has been torn down, of a family, of a marriage that we have torn down with our own hands. And so this is a really important episode because I want to be able to help you all to not make these mistakes in your marriage. Now, contrary to what some of us might feel, men are pretty simple. It doesn't mean that they don't have emotions. It doesn't mean that they can't be extra or complex at times because they certainly can be. But for the most part, this list of seven is going to boil down into two main categories. And I'll tell you what the categories are after I give you the list of seven. You might be able to figure them out as we go along here. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into this list. Number one, undermining our husband's intellect or his abilities. Ladies, It is so important that you look up to your husband, that you admire him, that you see him in a positive light. Now, this doesn't mean that you see yourself in a negative light or that you're not capable or that you don't feel that you're intelligent. One is not in relation to the other. But ask your husband, does it matter if I actually think that you're capable? Of course it does. And what we can do, women, and again, this is usually not maliciously, but what we can tend to do sometimes is we can undermine our husband's intellect or we can portray him as someone who doesn't know what he's doing. Y'all, I'm guilty of this sometimes. There'll be times that Sean will be like, hey, I'm going to go fix. That's all I need to hear. I'm like, no, call the professionals. Call the professionals because in my mind, I see chaos and mayhem, okay? And I don't want to go through the stress of my husband trying to fix something, getting halfway into a project, getting frustrated, giving up, us having to spend more money to fix the problem. And you know what? That used to happen, just real talk. But lately, Sean has been doing stuff. He's been fixing stuff. He built me the very podcast room that I am in right now podcasting to you all. He has changed things in my car. He has saved us literally thousands of dollars by fixing things in my car that I was hesitant. Let's be real. I was actually terrified of him doing. But at the end of the day, he has proven himself. And I'm like, okay, okay. But he did tell me once that it bothered him when I act like he doesn't know what he's doing. He told me, he said, Dana, if I don't think I can do something, I'm not going to start it. I'm not going to start some project that I just feel like I'm incapable of accomplishing. And when I took a step back, I thought, wow, how would that make me feel if every time I tried to do something new, Sean was like, nope, hold up. Nope, you can't do that. I don't believe in you. And that's basically what we're communicating, ladies, when we undermine our husband's intellect and when we undermine their abilities, we're basically communicating, I don't believe in you. And every man needs a woman or a wife who believes in him. Now, in today's culture, women are extremely educated. 
look at the majority of colleges and universities. Most of the graduates with graduate degrees are women, predominantly female. So women, I mean, high five, sister. We are doing our thing. Unfortunately, that has given some women the license to look down on their husband's intellect, to compare their success with their husband's. There are many women who make more, who earn more in the home than their husbands do. And if that's you, sis, you have to make sure that you don't throw that in his face because that is a surefire way to destroy your marriage. Not only does it destroy your marriage, but it just destroys your man. So be real careful about undermining his intellect or his abilities. Okay, number two. Another way that women can destroy their marriages is by constantly challenging your husband, especially in front of others. Now, if you guys know me, which hopefully you do if you've been listening to this podcast here, you know that I am a strong woman. I am very opinionated. I can hold my own. What I am not saying is that you have to be some kind of doormat Dorothy and everything that your husband says goes. That is not what I believe. That is not how I live my life. That is not what works in the Williams household, okay? But when you're constantly challenging your husband and disagreeing with him and picking at him, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's one of the ways that you can destroy your marriage. So be careful about challenging him all the time. If he says something that you don't agree with, it's okay to be quiet sometimes. And I'm speaking to myself. It's okay to not always feel like you have to have the last word or you have to always have the comeback or you always have to have the better idea. Sometimes just let that man's idea prevail. It might not be the best idea, but if it's good enough, let it be. Now, again, if he's doing something that's going to take you backwards or going to make you lose money or going to, of course, harm the family in some way, then, yeah, speak up. But if you find yourself constantly challenging him, then you are in dangerous territory. So dial that back and stop challenging him all the time, especially in front of other people. Hey, friend, are you looking for ways to set boundaries in your relationships? Or are you a married couple and you're looking to make love outside the bedroom? Well, today is your lucky day. I have e-courses and workshops on my website just for you. And as a special treat, I'm offering you a 10% discount if you use the coupon code PODCAST10. That's right. All you need to do is head over to my website at danashay.com forward slash shop. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash shop to enjoy your 10% discount of my already low price of $29 for any e-course or workshop on the site. That's right. Just head on over to danashay.com forward slash shop and use coupon code podcast 10. That's podcast one zero to enjoy your special discount on any e-course or workshop. And let me help you build deeper connection in your marriages and in your relationships. All right. Number three is similar to number two, but number three is correcting your husband in front of others, especially your children. You guys, I know that we make jokes. You'll find them on Instagram. You'll see the memes where women are like, oh, my gosh, my husband is my fifth child or my husband is my third child. However many kids you have, the husband becomes a bonus child. It's funny. I get it. But we have to be careful about treating our husbands like they're our kids. We do this sometimes just subconsciously. We're fixing their meals. We're doing their laundry. We're practically parenting them. But... 
when we treat them like a kid, it causes them to feel disrespected. And I just kind of gave you the spoiler here. Most of these activities or attitudes, if you will, all boil down to disrespect. So if you're constantly correcting your husband, especially in front of your kids, then that's going to make him feel disrespected. That's going to make him feel less than. And many husbands will retaliate by not paying you any attention or by becoming unloving toward you. So if you find yourself constantly correcting him, and y'all, let me tell you, I will hear sometimes, I will hear wives literally say things to their husbands like, uh-uh, mm-mm. And I'm like, whoa, sis. So you, if you're doing that, please stop. Like, do not emasculate your husband. Do not do that, especially in front of your kids. Your children need to believe that their dad is the best thing ever. Now, I'm not saying that we pretend and we act like he's perfect and we don't call out. Again, calling out things is not the issue here, but it's how often and where and when. So you have to know the timing. You have to know your audience, and then you have to know your frequency. If you're constantly calling your husband out every single day, something's wrong. If you're calling him out in front of other people, especially his friends or his children, something's wrong. And if you're calling him out in a way that sounds degrading or sounds disrespectful, then something is wrong. And we can really bypass all of this by not treating them like their children, by not feeling like we have to correct or we have to challenge them in every situation. And I know this can be hard, especially because we parent differently. If you're married, you know that. You know that there's usually one fun parent and one disciplinarian. There's usually one strict parent and one cool parent, right? And what happens if you are the one who's more of a disciplinarian like me, then your spouse, your husband gets to be the fun parent all the time. And he gets to let the kids stay up to all hours of the night. And they can eat as much sugar as they want. And that gets old for me because I don't feel like I want to be that strict parent all the time. I want to be the fun parent sometimes. And so what can sometimes happen is Sean can tell the kids, hey, guys, you can do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They can't do that. And I have to catch myself. And I'm getting a lot better about that. I think if Sean were on the podcast episode, which (laughs) conveniently, he's just not here today. But if he were on the episode, I think he would say, I'm getting better about that. I'm not challenging and correcting him because it really is disrespectful, ladies. So let's be real careful about that one. Okay, number four sharing your husband's business with your friends. Y'all, I know you got your bestie. I know she knows everything about you. I know she's been with you through thick and thin. But there is a line, there is a boundary that you must have when it comes to sharing your husband's personal information with your friends. Now, some of y'all are like, well, I have to talk about my marriage problems to somebody. I can't just hold all of this on my own. Insert marriage coach. Okay, if you really need to talk about your marriage that badly to somebody, you literally do need to hire me as a coach or somebody else. You need to talk to somebody, a pastor, someone trusted, someone who is unbiased, a third party who has both you and your husband's interests in mind. Your bestie is subjective. She is your bestie. And so when we share our husband's business, whether that be his feelings or his failures or his mistakes or his insecurities, when we share that outside of our marriage, that deflates a man like nothing else. 
especially if your husband does not roll with said best friend. He doesn't like her. He doesn't really trust her, whatever it is. The way that you get around that is by keeping his confidence. Most men want to confide in their wives about things, but he will not confide in you if he believes that you are going to take his business and share them with everybody. You have to be careful about what you post on social media. So just be really careful. Hold his confidence. You should be his most trusted friend. Your husband should not have to go to his best friend and tell him things because he can't go to his wife because his wife tells everything. So remember, if he's trusting you enough with his heart, hold it sacred. Keep it between the two of you and do not go sharing all his business with your bestie, with your mom, with his mom, or with anybody else. You know, a lot of men struggle with being vulnerable. And so if you've got a man who's vulnerable and who's willing to share, it's a gift. I will promise you this. If your husband is vulnerable and you go sharing that information with somebody, you don't have to worry about him being vulnerable to you again. It's not going to happen. He is going to be like a locked ironclad gate, and you are not going to be able to penetrate that. Okay. Number five, flirting or talking about other men. Now, I know that many of us do this innocently. We talk about guys that we work with. We talk about guys that we look up to. We talk about guys on TV. We talk about the neighbor. We talk about our friend's husbands. We just talk. But we have to be careful, women, of how we talk about other men. Most men battle insecurity. Most men are always thinking, I've got to be better than the next guy. They've got this competition thing going on all the time. And so if you're always talking up old Joe from work, that's going to make your husband insecure. What I'm not saying is that you can't give other guys compliments. What I'm not saying is that you can't talk about other men. Of course you can. But just be careful about how often you do it. And listen, if you're talking about something that another guy is doing that's great, then you better make sure that you're talking to your husband and telling him that he's great. Your husband shouldn't hear all these wonderful things about some man that he doesn't even know, and he doesn't hear that from his very wife. So just be really careful about how often you are talking about other men. And listen, y'all, it could be a fictitious character. There's an actor who I will not mention, but if Sean's listening to this episode, he knows exactly who it is. So I've got like a little crush on this actor, okay? I am never going to meet this guy, all right? However, whenever his name comes up, Sean will give me this look because he knows like this guy is my man crush, okay? And I used to kind of laugh it off and be like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. But then, like, one time, Sean actually really got upset with me because of something that I said about this guy. And it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just something that I said about this guy, this actor that I'm never going to meet. And I had to realize then, oh, wow, this thing goes deep. So be careful about that, ladies. You might think that it's innocent. You're like, I'm never going to meet this guy or this guy is married or this guy is gay or whatever the guy is. It doesn't matter. Just be careful about how often you talk up other men in the presence of your husband. All right, we're moving right along. So those first four really deal with respect. Okay, y'all may have heard that a man's number one need is respect. If you haven't heard that, you need to write that down, put that on your screensaver, tattoo it on your arm because it's important. A man's number one need is respect. 
And so if you are doing these things, challenging him in front of others, correcting him, belittling him, undermining him, then those things are classic acts of disrespect. And again, if you're disrespecting your husband, you are tearing down your home. You are destroying your marriage. And the fifth one that I just gave you about talking about other men in front of him, this is starting to embark on trust. Can your husband trust you? Can he trust not only that you're not going to go sleep with somebody? I mean, that's obvious, right? But can he trust your loyalty? Can he trust that you're going to care for his needs? Now, I know that I'm going to get some hate mail on this, but y'all, I'm always going to give you the truth. I'm telling you what I know. Okay, I'm not telling you something to make you feel bad. I'm not body shaming. I'm not any kind of shaming. I'm just simply telling you the truth. If you want to hear the truth, keep listening. If you want to be coddled and pacified, you can go find another podcast because you're not going to find that here. And I'm just being real with y'all. Something that women do that destroy their marriages is when we let ourselves go. What do I mean by that? When we let ourselves go, when your husband married you, you presented one thing, okay? If you're five years, 10 years, 15, 25 years into your marriage and you don't take care of yourself anymore, maybe he met you and you were super athletic and fit and now you don't take care of yourself at all physically. I'm not going to talk about weight because weight is subjective. In marriage, especially if you're having children, you're going to gain weight. It's not a big deal. So this is not about have you put on weight. It's are you taking care of your body? Do you care for your body? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you active? Are you eating the right foods? Do you care what you look like? Do all of your clothes have holes and stains in them? Do you bathe? Do you groom yourself? Y'all, we can help that stuff. Okay, I hear women that say things sometimes like, you know, I'm just so busy. I just haven't had time to shower in four days. Sis, you're going to need to find five minutes to shower. Like that is, I'm sorry, y'all. That is not an excuse. I don't care how many babies you have. That baby has to take a nap at some point in the day. When that baby takes a nap, you go get yourself in the shower. All right. So when we let ourselves go, what that communicates is that you are not important to me. That's what it communicates. It's not just your prerogative as a woman to just say, well, this is my body and I can do what I want. If I don't feel like looking good, that's not affecting anybody. It is affecting somebody because most men, they love to show their wives off. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be in a ball gown and have eyelashes. But what I am saying is that if your husband were to bring someone home, a a friend, a buddy, and they come home and you're in spit up clothes and you haven't bathed in four days and you've completely let yourself go, that's not okay. So we can't do that. Now, again, life has seasons and motherhood has seasons. And hopefully you're married to somebody who is gracious and who can acknowledge that and be patient. But you don't need to be in a perpetual season of just lacking care for yourself. But letting yourself go isn't just the physical. It also has to do with the intellectual, with the vocational. There are some women who get married and they're like, cool, I'm married now. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to stop investing in myself intellectually. We can't do that. You have to stay sharp. You have to stay alert. You have to continue to pour into yourself. And there's a whole episode that we can do on self-care and we will. I talk about this all the time. 
We have to make sure that we're not just pouring out constantly to everybody else while we're not actually pouring into ourselves. It matters. And believe it or not, it's one of the ways that women destroy their marriages. They don't even realize it. So don't let yourself go. Again, not just physically, but intellectually, spiritually, emotionally, financially, vocationally. Keep yourself up. All right, number seven. This is our final one, and you guys know where I'm going. Not caring for his needs. Number seven is withholding sex. You all, there are books upon books upon books podcast episodes upon episodes that deal with this issue of withholding sex. If you all go back to some of my earlier episodes, we have two different series. One is the Shameless Sex series. The other is the All About Sex series. You will find I talk about sex openly, honestly, no shame. It's important. If you think that you're going to get married and sex isn't a big deal, sis, you are sadly mistaken. It is a big deal. Now, I understand that some men are not into sex that much. If I meet a man and he has no sex drive, those are red flags to me. There's something going on there because a healthy, able man is going to be interested in sex. Now, he might not want to have sex every single day. He might not want to have sex once a week. But if he has no sex drive, there's red flags. And we can talk about what those red flags are at another time. But if you are withholding sex from your husband, you are absolutely destroying your marriage. Sex is powerful. Now, some women will use it as a weapon against their husbands. So if the husband is behaving, I'll give you sex. If you misbehave, I'm going to withhold it. Especially Christian women, we should never do that. That is one of the worst things that you can do in your marriage. Don't use sex as some sort of ploy or game. Now, I'm going to tell you something that I think is a little controversial. I don't believe that men need sex. I don't believe that sex is like one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't believe that you will die if you don't get sex. So it's not a need, but it is a very strong desire with lots of ramifications attached to it. Sex makes your husband feel loved. It makes him feel connected. Sex is actually one of the ways that your husband communicates with you. It makes him feel important. It makes him feel secure. There are so many things that are attached to your husband's sexual desire. And for us to just bypass those things because we're not in the mood, that is one of the most unloving things that you can do. Now, am I saying that you need to have sex at his every whim? No. Am I saying that if you're tired, you still got to press through, just press through? No, I'm not saying that either. But what I am saying is that you should be very sensitive. And for a woman who is constantly saying no, for a woman who is constantly turning away, or when you do have sex, you're just, you know, eye rolling and basically saying, can we just go ahead and get this thing over with? That's going to have some very bad consequences in your marriage. So if you're struggling in this area, please get help. This is too important to just bypass. This is too important of an issue to just say it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal. And again, it's one of the ways that women destroy their marriages. So I'm going to recap for you real quick these seven ways that women destroy their marriages. Number one, undermining your husband's abilities or intellect. Number two, constantly challenging him, especially in front of others. Number three, correcting your husband, especially in front of the children. 
Number four, sharing your husband's issues with your friends or any outside party. Number five, flirting or talking about other men excessively. Number six, letting yourself go. And number seven, withholding sex. Now, ladies, I want to be able to help you all, especially if you have found yourself doing one, two, or seven of these things. The good news is that if you're still married, you haven't destroyed the marriage beyond repair. The bad news is, depending on how many of these you do, you might be pretty close to destroying your marriage. Don't wait until your husband is talking about, I don't know if this is going to work out, before you reach out. So many couples do that. Y'all have no idea, the couples that I talk to, that they are literally at the throes of divorce, and they're like, can you please help us? And I want to say, why did you wait so long to reach out? So if you are committing some of these acts, then reach out. I can coach you through this. For the rest of you, maybe you haven't found yourself committing these acts. Amazing. Keep building positive, healthy, whole marriages. Now, for those of y'all who have been like rolling your eyes throughout this episode because you're like, yeah, well, men do that too. Mm -hmm, My husband does that too. Again, have no fear. Next week's episode, we are going to talk about seven ways that men destroy their marriages. And hey, this might be an episode that you want to listen to your husband with. Some of you guys listen as a couple and some of you guys, maybe this will be your entrance. Your husband will be like, yes, sis, yes. Number one, three, and four, you need to work on that. So I hope that this has been really, really convicting. I hope that you hate me after listening to this episode. No, I don't want you to hate me, but I do want to make sure that you guys are getting the truth. Okay, so if you found yourself uncomfortable, if you've like, oh, man, she's right. I do that. This is not a message of condemnation. I'm sharing with you the truth so that you can do better. When we know better, we do better. And if you need help doing better, reach out. You can always find me at realrelationshiptalk.com. The show notes for every episode are on that website. And of course, if you need coaching, all you have to do is click the little coaching tab and set up a discovery call with me. We can talk about these issues and we can talk about solutions on how to help you move forward. So thanks so much for listening today. I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode. Be sure to share these episodes. And if you are not already subscribed to this podcast, be sure to subscribe. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you on next week's episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.